Okay, we are starting a new topic in Yerucha, Shurim. Um, and this month is going to be, and here he is, Herschel himself. Okay. <laughs> so, this month is going to be Schiras Pailim. I see, I, I said last week at the end of this year, I was looking at the... Uh, curriculum in the back and we would say we could do headhunting this week and then three weeks of employment but I see they switched it and I there's going to be four weeks about the lockers of employment and that headhunting is going to go later somewhere in the later uh, part of the uh, curriculum. So we are starting Skiris Pilum which is a fascinating and fa- as, as if the Sugiyas haven't been fascinating but this continues to be a fascinating um, Sugyas here in Sechiris Pilum. So this is the first week. And, um, okay, let us begin on page number six. Page number six. Um, so what we're going to start talking about here is a, is a very, a topic that I think um, is, a, is a very important topic in the halachas of Chayshem Ishbat and employment. And one of the reasons it's so important is because you do not find its parallel in secular law. And that is that a person's word means something. Okay? In secular law, if you don't have a contract, if you don't have some type of something, words don't mean anything. A verbal agreement is meaningless in secular law. In halacha, it's not like that. We'll see, we'll talk about, there's a concept of kinyanim, there's a concept of all those types of things that obligate a person to do different things. However, verbal agreement um, does mean something. A person's word does mean something. And that's a very important thing. So, the sugya starts on daf ayin vavam and beiz in bava metziah, page 6, in asaycher so'omnim. And if you see over there where the gray line is, um, what about seven, eight lines down? Iba Um So the, the Mishnah had said, the Mishnah had said that Hasoicheres Haumnim, someone who hires workers, and the words of the Mishnah were Vehitu And the Gemara understood Vehitu initially to mean they tricked each other. And the Gemara is trying to figure out what exactly the case of tricking is. Hitu is a lotion of tricking. Um, and the, the Mishnah says, even though they tricked each other, they could only have complaints against each other. There's no monetary claim against each other. And the Gemara tries to figure out what's the case of the Mishnah. So initially the Gemara says, it's talking about actually there's a middleman who's hiring workers for the owner. And uh, he tricked, in other words, he said that uh, I'm only hiring, uh, you know, he was told to hire for uh, $10 an hour, and he went and he hired for uh, $12 an hour, or back and forth, depending who tricked whom. That was the Gemara's initial, initial uh, attempt to understand the Mishnah. So now, Ibo Yisema is a second understanding. Hi Tana, this Tana, Chazrunami Hitu Karile. When they retract, when they go back on their deal, that's also referred to as Hitu. So Hitu doesn't necessarily mean tricked, it can mean you went back. Chazru, they reneged on the deal. Desanya, we have a brisa that says, someone who hires workers, Hitu has Balabayis, and they backed out on the Balabayis, or the Balabayis backed out on them. Ein lohem, I guess we could get rid of the zoom because everybody's here. Baruch Hashem, look at that. We're doing just in case. And he was on zoom. Herzl walked in, then you walked in, 
That's good. We'll save my battery power. We have a new book. You got it ready? Oh. Yeah, page six in the new book. So each one, you have a book? You got one? Okay. Sorry about that. So, so they so so omnim and vehitu as balabais. They backed out on the balabais, or the balabais backed out on them. Ain lohem ze al ze ela tarumas. So they can only have tarumas on each other. Means they could have grievances. They could be upset at each other. So this is someone hiring someone, okay? And they back out on the deal. Now They haven't started yet to go to the field to work or something like that. Okay, but this is a different story. If they started working, it's a different story, and we'll talk about that later in in the uh, in in the shiurim. But here we're talking about they didn't start working yet. I hired somebody to do work for me, and then I decide, you know what, I don't want him. I have a cousin who needs the work, and I'll uh, get him to come mow my lawn. So it says here, if either one backs out, Now they could have, um, there's no monetary claim against them. However, they could have tainas on them. They could have grievances. So um, says, says Rashi, if you look on Rashi on the left side there, right before the lines get wide, Ain lahem tarumas. because he could tell them, You know, you could go hire yourself out, go work for someone else now. Vinu nami and if they were the ones, the workers backed out, they could tell him, when they go back, when they back out, you go find other workers. Now we'll talk about cases where you can't find other workers. What do you do? But assuming there's a case, you can find somebody else to do it. tarumas ika. However, they could have complaints against each other. Now, what's the complaint? I, I, the work's going to get done. Yeah, but I've got to go find new workers now, right? So now I've got to go look for workers, or, or the workers got to go look for new work. You're right, there's no monetary claim because they didn't lose any money. They'll go find another job, but now we've got to go find another job, or I've got to find other workers. And that I could have a taina. Utvias mamaleka. But there's no monetary claim to Hadvarim Ba'almaninu because there was no Kenyan here. The obligation was only a verbal agreement. So in a verbal agreement, you can't hold me to the fact that you hired me in a and and and, and give me some monetary uh, ramification to it. It's only that I could have Tainus. Um, now if you look at Taisvis, I know they don't have a grade off, but if you look at Taisis on the top right over there, um, if you look just uh, one, two, three, four, about five lines down, we, we don't have to see Tysus Kasha. But Tysus says, We're talking about that whoever backed out, you could still find work or you could still find people. Like Rashi said, now Tysus throws in, it's not just about that I got to go find someone else. There's a bother to find it. In other words, if it's an easy thing, so maybe I can't have tarumas. We'll see that in a moment. But there's some tircha now. I could go get someone, but it's a whole tircha. It's a bother for me to do. And that's why I could have tarumas. So that's what Tysus says, and Rashi is mashma like that also. Good question. Sure. Well, what does tarumas mean? We'll see. So let's, we'll see in a second, yeah. So... Now, if we look on page 7, 
So they have the ritva here, and you can see on the left side there where it is, um, where it's grayed off. In the uh, the first line there, where it's grayed off, it says va'afagav leka davar ha'avid. Again, we're not talking about where there's any monetary loss. Afilohachi ikatarumas. Again, there's grievances. So the ritva gives three reasons why. You're allowed to have a grievance. Like, what I do wrong? You're going to get your work. So we just saw Taisvis that says, because there's a Tairach. There's some bother for me to either find a new employer or new employees. He says, number one, It looks like you were mocking me. You know, today you hired me, and tomorrow you say, I don't need you anymore. So that mocking, that mechsi kechucha, now it might not have been that I was mocking you. In other words, maybe, Taka, I hired you, I need to mow my, my lawn. And then uh, my nephew decided, you know, by the way, he wants $5 to mow the lawn. So I said, you know, why should, why should I give it to you? I'll give it to my nephew. So I didn't mean to mock you, but at the end of the day, it's just not a comfortable feeling. You hired me, then you fired me, it's not kishmak. So I could have tainas. Again, that's not a monetary thing that I could, right? The Gemara talks about a case where you uh, backed out of a deal in the middle by a svina that we're transporting goods. So the Gemara says over there that you know what? I as the employee or as the employer, we had a little bit of a relationship. Meaning I got used to your quirks, you got used to my quirks. We know how to work with each other. Right? Now that you're backing out, I gotta find a new guy to work for. Now I gotta relearn all his quirks. You know what I mean? I was in a groove of how to how to work with my employer or my employee. So that's I could have tainas on you because now um, I have to now change my whole mindset for the next person that I work for. Or the third reason the Ritva says is because of uh, people are gonna talk. People are going to say, hey, what happened? He hired him, then he fired him. Must be something wrong with him. Or he backed out, must be the employer. He's not a good guy. So people are going to start talking that there was something wrong with the employee or the employer, and that's a reason to have tarumas. Again, nothing monetary because there's no real deal here. However, so that is three more reasons why you could have tarumas. Now, if you turn to the next page on page eight, this is a fascinating piece from Rabbi Sol Salanter. And this will uh, address what you asked before, Rafal. Psal Salanter and Ari Yisrael, he says there in the second paragraph, We have in the Gemara many places that he can only have grievances against him, like in Bava Metziah, in Bereish Parachas Omnim, that's our Gemara, So he says, why does the Mishnah have to talk about having tainas? I mean, the Chiddush is that there's no monetary ramification here. We backed out of the deal. You can't make, take me to Bezdin and, pay, and, and make me pay your salary or something like that. Yeah, the Mishnah has to tell me the guy's going to have tainas. Guy's gonna have tainus, right? He's gonna have tainus. You know, they have tainus. Mazel tov. All you have to tell me is he wants money for his taina. No, there's no money for the taina. That's what the mission has to tell me. But they don't have to tell me that they're gonna have tainus. The guy's gonna be, you know, gonna be upset uh, on his own. The mission doesn't have to let me know that. Ulambir hadavarhu says Rabbi Shol Salanter, kiinyan tarumas hu kpeida vitina belief. What is tarumas? That means in your heart you have some type of grievances against the guy, upsetness against him. 
When it comes to Ben Adam Chavera, if someone does an Avera, does a, something against his friend, and even if it's not, it's just he upset him with words, so what does he have to do? He's got to go appease him, he's got to talk to him, you know? I apologize, I didn't mean to hurt you, so on and so forth. Like the Gemara Numa says, Right, that averus v'nadam lechaveroi yom kippur are doesn't atone for atchirat says chaveroi. You got to go and appease him. The chols man shaloi paisoi. Now, if someone did something against me and he has an obligation to come appease me, chols man he has not yet come to appease me. He nealpe din rashi liyos loy alav tarumais ukpeda. So the halacha is that I'm allowed to have tarumas. This is always a very important thing. You know, people, you know, someone babbles you, someone does something wrong to you, and you're upset about it, right? And then you learn all the different things that say, you know, let to hate your friend in your heart, and you know, take nekama, and then and then you wonder, like, am I crazy? But the mice guy hurt me, so, so I'm just supposed to, like, forget about it, right? So Rabbi Salantra says that he has a mitzvah, he has a chiv, to appease you. And calls man, he has not appeased you yet. According to the halacha, you are allowed to be upset at him. Now, when he appeases you, the halacha is, you shouldn't be a cruel person and say, no, I'm not going to be moichel you. That's, that's now your mitzvah. So this is another case where you an indirect damage. It's called a grama. It's an indirect damage. So the halach of a grama is that if I indirectly, indirectly damage you, a bezdin cannot obligate me to pay you. Grama benizakin is potter, at least in dine adam in this world. I have a mitzvah midine shamayim to, to pay you. But that's, again, like we've talked about in the beginning of the Shurim, Bezdin only has a certain amount of latitude given to them by the Torah when they could obligate someone to pay money. Doesn't mean the guy doesn't owe the money, just they can't obligate it. So says Rabbi Shal Salanter, there's no tviyas mamen, but he could have tainas on him. Lemaisa, indirectly, you caused me damage. To have tainas for nothing when you don't have a right to have tainas, that is a big avera. Valkaponim, listen to these words. Just like when you have a monetary claim against someone. If according to the laws of the Torah, he's obligated to pay, so that's a true obligation. So too, having grievances is a din in the Torah. So in other words, the fact that you become upset doesn't mean that's the right thing. If the Torah says you're allowed to be upset, so it's a din, you have a, you're allowed to be upset. There's a hector here. The Torah says you have a right to have complaints against the guy. So you're saying this kasha was, what do you have to tell me about the complaints? That's the guy's going to have on his own. The Torah says that we're saying you're allowed to have complaints here. When you're not allowed to have complaints, yes, you've got to get those complaints out of your heart. Now, I, you're a human being. You're right. That's your nisoyen. You've got to work on that and you've got to get it out 
out of your heart. But when you have a right to have a complaint, then Rabbi is a big chiddush in the beginning. Someone does something wrong against you, you're not mechayiv to be Michael him because you're just a good guy. You have a right to have a complaint against him. Now you want to go with Nimishur Hadin and be Michael him, that's your business. Right? But he has an obligation, to come appease him. Rabbi Hirschfeld says many times, I heard so many times from him. Guy, call, guy calls you up, Ervim Kipper, and he tells you, you know, I, I, I might have done something wrong to you. Are you Michael me? And he didn't just do something. The guy did a great big avla to you. Right? He did this. He goes, you know, I think I did something wrong to you. I once had a guy, I once had, I shouldn't say a guy, chosh of a person who, who once screamed his lungs out at me on the phone about a shidduch. His wife was on the line too. Whole story. Right? That was the whole story. Afterwards, she called me back and she told her husband, you know, I think you have anger issues. Anyways, it wasn't good for someone else. So my, well, the whole story, right? I met the guy, the, I shouldn't say a guy, I met him, he was a chosh person. I met a few months later. So I went over to him and said, Shalom Aleichem to him. He tells me, oh, I gave you a little hard time on the phone. You gave me a little hard time on the phone. You screamed your lungs. I couldn't get a word in edgewise. I screamed his lungs out at me. Okay, I, you know, I got over it. It's not a problem. Baruch Hashem, the shidduch worked out. Shalom Yisrael. But the point is that if you really, if someone really does an avla to you, and you know what Rabbi Hirschfeld said? Even if you say you're Michael and you don't really mean it, you don't have to worry about it. Because the halach is, It's not about asking Michiel. It's about appeasing the person. You know, I had a Maisa this year. I had a Maisa this year with someone who someone did a terrible avla against someone else two days before Yom Kippur. And the person who it was done against them was afraid to go into Yom Kippur that she has tainas on the person who did it to her. But she said, e- even if I say I'm Michael, it doesn't, I-, I don't really mean it. And she was scared. And I said, listen, you're not mechui- at this point, you're not mechui- to Michael. First of all, at this point, it's so fresh. It's so fresh that even if the guy would come and say to you, you know, please, I didn't mean it, it it's, it's, it's too much. It's, too, it's, it's not time yet. I said, but the, and the guy didn't anyways. The guy didn't even, you know. So again, uh, you have to know, every person has to know what they're capable of doing. If a person's really, and Yom Kippur, Arab Yom Kippur, able really to get it out of their hearts, truth, but if a person's really hurt, and sometimes it's, there's deep hurt that people have towards each other, and, you know, every situation has to be done up. I once, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm getting off topic, but I think it's an important thing. I once had a Misa here in Cleveland with a broken shidduch. And, um, and, I, and, and the Chassan learned in, in Silver Spring by Rabbi Lapiansky. And I spoke to Rabbi Lapiansky about it because the Chassan had said that the Rabbi Lapiansky had said something and he totally misunderstood. I didn't believe it, so I said, can I, so I spoke to him. Then he told me an unbelievable thing. He said he had a Kabbalah from Rav Shach that by a broken shidduch, you can't even, you know, they give a, a shtar mechila. The person has to, the one who broke it, asks mechila from the other side, and the other side gives a, a document that they're moichel them, and a lot of times, you know, by the next shidduch, um, and they say, oh, you had a broken engagement, do you have a shtar mechila? You know, it's a very important thing, very important thing. And, um, and there's, it's brought down even in, in Shulchan Aruch and Beishmul, when you, there's actually penalty, you have to give some monetary compensation. It's an obligation. There's a knas they made for Kvaidim Shul Yisrael. That if you break a shidduch, there must be monetary, um, 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 uh, some type of monetary. It, 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 it's, and if not, they don't have to give a shnar mechila. It's not like trying to get some money out of them. It's part of an ta- early takana that Benayis Yisrael shouldn't be hefker. People, same type of thing. You make a deal, you get engaged, and then you find the next one, you throw them out. It's not, the world's not hefker like that. So you tell me as a Kabbalah from Rav Shach that you cannot ask for a shtar mechila before six months from the time of the broken engagement. It says, just like Rachman al someone loses a close relative, so they're an Oynen, right? 
You're not Menachem a person then. You can't comfort them. It's Meisai Mutal Lefanov. The dead person is right in front of him. The pain is too raw. It's not a time for comfort. After the Kvura, so now you start the Avelos and the comforting. So he said, Roshach told him, for the first six months, it's like Meisai Mutal Lefanov. You can't ask, you can't ask Mechila, you can't expect a Mechila, and Roshach said, even if you do ask Mechila and they're Meichel, it doesn't even count. Because again, it doesn't, doesn't make sense. A person is a, you know, a person who, who is so hurt in uh, such a situation, you can't ask them. Time heals. Okay, time heals. This is an unbelievable thing. So here we're saying over here, the idea that having tarumais, there, this is a halacha in the Torah. Sometimes you're allowed to have, sometimes you're not allowed to have. So the Mishnah has to tell me that you're allowed to have tarumas. There's no monetary issue here, but yay, they're allowed to have tarumas. That's what Yisrael Salanter is teaching us here. Okay, let us move on now to, uh, we'll skip page 9, let's go to page 10. Page 10. So we talked about, um, on page 10 we have the Shulchan Aruch here. And the Shulchan Aruch is exactly what we said till now. And if you look on the left side is the Shach, um, right there by the gray line, Simon Shin Lama Gimel, Sefalaf Elatarumas. So we said that you could have complaints, like we just said, there's a heter, that's the din of having complaints. So this is what Rashi and Taisvis told us, that each one says, listen, you could go, uh, you know, you could get other work, that's not a problem, but the tarumis is because of the tairach. Uh, it's, it's, it's a tircha, it's a bother now to go find new work. The only reason you're allowed to have tarumas is because there's a tircha in getting the other job. The fact that the guy changed his mind on you is not a right to have tarumas. That's what it sounds like. Only bishvil hatayrach. Because now I got to go bother myself. I could get another job, but it's a tircha now to get another job. The fact that you backed out on the deal, that it doesn't say you could have tarumas for. That's not tarumas. You backed out on the deal. That's life. Now he continues and he says, um, um, so if you, let's skip a few lines. He says, Da'af al-gav, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, about eight lines. The first word in the line, he says, Ulafizeh, so what if you have a case where there's no tircha? Let's say there's a guy right here. See, he back out, and uh, let's say the worker backs out on you. You know, he wants you to you hired him to mow your lawn, and he backs out. And there's another guy here right away with the lawnmower. So he says, okay, you do the job. You can't even have tarumas. The fact that he backed out is not a, is, is not a right to have tarumas. The fact that I got to go now, go through the yellow pages, or go find the kid on the block, I don't know how exactly you figure out tircha. When's it called easy, when it's not called easy. But the idea is, if there's some tircha, I guess that it becomes a little bit of a pain in the neck for you. So then you could say, oh, you know, I'm upset. The guy, uh, he got backed out. If it's not a big tircha, if it's one phone call, I could call my neighbor, and he'll come mow the lawn, or vice versa. It's not a big deal that I'm going to quetch about it. So then I can't even have tainas on it. Him. I can't even have tainus on it. Very interesting halachas. Now, if you look to the right side, um, if you look to the right side, we'll look at the sma. Sma brings in another very important halacha. 
and he says like this. The first thing he says is, I know they have all these arrows and stuff. Let's just start from the beginning. Um, okay. Uh, fine. Um, now, the first thing is a very interesting thing here. See, till now, we have not addressed the fact, was the person allowed to back out? Right? We said, if one party backs out, the other one could have tarumas. Okay? But was that person allowed to back out? Now, of course, when he backs out, he's backed out. But, if he comes and asks a shayla and says, if I back out, he's allowed to have tarumas on me. Does that mean I'm not supposed to be backing out? Or no, I'm allowed to do what I want, and he's allowed to have tarumas. And if I, I don't care about his tarumas, or I'll be mefaisim, whatever it is, do they go hand in hand? So the lotion of the tour is, um, You're allowed to back out, says the lotion the smile from the tour. Because I can tell you, go get other workers. It's not a problem. Just that there's tarumas. And he continues, and that's where the arrow starts. This is a new concept. What is mechusre amana? So let's pause here in the Sma and go to page 11. On page 11, uh, the last three lines of the, uh, the Ramah there, this is in Reish Dalid. Um, so over there it's talking about you, you said you're going to purchase something, but you haven't yet um, paid money for it. Now, we have to understand that in the halachas of acquiring things in Jewish law for Jews, money, when you pay with money, it's not kaina, it's not kaina. Because um, Chazal made a, a gzera, really, when I give money, it becomes mine, even before I actually took the article into my possession, right? So, really, once I paid for it, um, it's mine. However, because I was a little nervous. Let's say I'm going to pay you for a storehouse of, of, of uh, grain, right? And I haven't taken possession of it yet, right? And then a fire breaks out. Are you going to go save my grain? <laughs> it's your grain, listen, it's, right? Someone bought it already. But it's in your storehouse. Yeah, but he paid for it. So Chazal were nervous about this. So they said, no, no, no. Money, mois, ain't a kindness. Money doesn't work. You have to actually make a, a Kenyan Meshicha, okay? Now, but what happens if I do pay with money? So is it zero? And let's say I decide I want to back out. Hey, I haven't taken possession yet. Give my money back. So Chazal said, you get a Misha Para for that. A Misha Para is a curse. Misha Para, the one who paid back from, meaning the one who punished, the Dor HaMavl and the Dor HaFlaga, who he will also punish the person who does not stand by his word. Now, stand by his word means not just his word, and he actually paid money for what he planned on doing. But since he hasn't taken possession, he hasn't fully acquired it. That's a Mishapara. But what happens if I just said I'm going to buy something, but I haven't even given the money yet? 
So, there's, so that's what the Ramah is saying. The Ramah there at the end of the uh, third last line, he says, Just words without actually giving money, I'm allowed to go back on it. I don't get a Mishapara for that. A Mishapara is only when I paid money, which doesn't work fully, but I want to back out now. If a person says he's going to do something, you should stand by your word. You haven't done any kinyanim. Just words. I said I'm going to purchase it. If you do back out of something just that you had given a verbal agreement to, makes no difference which side. Chachamim aren't happy with you. And that's called mechusar amona. He's lacking trust. Those are the words. Lacking trust means when I back out of a verbal agreement. Okay? There's no curse for me because I didn't make any kinyanim. But I'm mechusar amona. Vahani mili bechad tari. Now that means to say I backed out for no real reason. It's one, the price is, uh, uh, it's, uh, that's the Aramaic word for a shower. A shower is a market price. The market price hasn't changed. There's no real reason for me to back out. I just decided I'm not interested in this anymore. So you know what? That's the mechusar amana. Avo betray tari, ein zemi mechusar amana. But what happens if the price drastically changed? And now I want to go back on the deal. I'm getting ripped off over here. I could go get much more for my money on the new on the new price. So then, that's not mechusar amana. Why am I lacking trustworthiness? There's a good reason why I want to back out of this deal. It's not just because I'm going back on my word. The circumstances have changed that I never would have done this in the first place. So the first sheet to hold, you're not even mechusar amana. Okay. Um, let's say you say you're going to give your friend a present. Not a big present which people aren't really relying on. I give a guy a million dollars. You're not really relying on it. So if I back out, it's not a big deal. I tell him, give him 50 bucks. Right? And then, I said, you know, I have to change my mind. I'm not, I don't want to do it anymore. That's called the lacking trustworthiness. Some say no, even when circumstances change and there's a new price, you still can't be chayzer. So the Ramah paskins that even by a change of circumstances. Now the Chassam Seifer brings down, a few places that bring down, if you look at the top, the Shach over here on the top says, the Bach's not so sure how to paskin when it's change of circumstances, even though the Ramah says that it's still a problem. The Chassam Seifer in many places paskins Lakula, and that's how we paskin Allah Chalamaisa. Allah if you give a verbal agreement to someone, and then circumstances change in prices, in whatever it, whatever the circumstances are, that they change, so then backing out is not a problem. Okay, so that's Allah Ramana. So let's go back now to page 10, to the Sma, we're middle of the Sma. So the Sma comes along and says, what's going on over here? It sounds like that I, Mechosafti, uh, back to the arrow. It sounds like you have rishus to retract. That means you're not even a mechutzer amana. Why? Because the tour and whoever said this, they hold the When are you not trustworthy? When you back out for no good reason. That's the Ramah we just learned in Reish Dalit. 
that if circumstances change, if the Balabayas is Chayzer because he doesn't need them, and it doesn't mean Stam because he's not in the mood, he doesn't need them. It means to say something changed in the situation, he no longer needs them, and that's why he's backing out. Or let's say he found much cheaper workers. That's like two different, that's like the, the market has changed. So then, you're not Mechusar Amana. But says the smell, the Fizahim Sham, but are those who argue over there and say that even when circumstances change, you're a Mechusra Mana, Chalkim Gam Khan. So they would hold here also you can't back out. So the Sma is telling us that it sounds like in cases um, where he's gonna have Tarumas, this sounds like from the tour you still have a right to back out. Harishus biyadai. He has. He's allowed to have tarumas on you, but you have rishus to back out. What happened to mechusar amona? So says the sma. Well, we know that mechusar amona depends. Some hold when circumstances change. There is no mechusar amona. This case will have to be talking about where circumstances has cha- have changed. If you hold like the other sheetas, when circumstances change, you are still mechusar amona. You would not be allowed to do it. So for example, but it has to be that circumstances change. The fact that I want to give my nephew the business is not tretari, right? Let's say I hire a kid to do my, hire someone to do my lawn, right? So now, if I back out, he's allowed to have tarumas on me, right? Especially if, it, if it's a tirk of him to find another job. Am I allowed to back out? Well, if circumstances change, because he wanted to charge me $30, and then that kid next door wants to charge $10, maybe that's considered two, two prices. That'll be totally in the Machlaikis, in the Ramah. And we're saying the Ramah is Machmir, the Chassam Seifer is Mekel. Okay, it sounds like maybe you could be Mekel. But if he's charging me $10, and I say, you know what, but I want to give, ne- give my next door neighbor to $10 instead. That's not Tretari, Right? So I don't have a right to back out. Now again, if I back out and I backed out, so he's allowed to have tarumas on me. But we want to know, kilechatchila, my call the mechusar amana, by backing out, yes, I'll be a mechusar amana. There was no change in circumstances there. Well, gives just because you want to give your nephew or your na- neighbor the business, that's not called tretari. If you don't need him anymore, or there's a, a much cheaper, that's a whole different story. So the smas throwing in a whole new thing here. There's the idea of the tarumas, but then there's what about me being a trustworthy person? And here's where you see this unique halacha of a person, a word is a word. Yeah, if you weren't ready to give your word, you shouldn't have given your word yet. You should have said, I'm not so sure yet. Let me see if there's anyone else here for me to hire. A word is a word. Okay, let's just do one last thing here. Turn to page 14. Quick question. Sure. So even if the circumstances change, and he can back out, back out, you know, according to the medical opinion, the, the other guy still have... Uh, he still have tarumas for the tircha. Right, but the tircha. I'm allowed to back out. I'm not, I'm not, not trustworthy. Right. But Lamai said, there's still a tircha that's going on. There's still a tircha that's going on. Yeah. Um, right. I just, you know what? Um, yeah, okay. So let's go now to page, just on page 13, the Archashulchan gives some other cases where it wouldn't be mechusar amana. He says, let's say you find out that the workers don't do good work. Right? So that's also a change in circumstance. So you're allowed to back out. That's not Mechus Okay, turn to page 14. Just one last interesting thing. 
And on the top, the Talmud Harajba says a very interesting thing. He says in the third line there, at the end of the line, so even though there's really no monetary obligation, he just has a right to have tarumas, the Talmud Arashba says there's something called the Midas Chasidus. And the Midas Chasidus is that not only to appease him, that he shouldn't have tainas on you, right, which is he has a right to have tarumas, you appease him, Midas Chasidus is to pay him what you, pay, what you were going to pay him. Now, it doesn't mean the whole thing. He says the words hakol. Not, some say he doesn't really mean the whole thing. He means to give him some type of compensation. That, and that's a Midas Chasidus. Now, if you look at the bottom is the Teferis Yisrael. You know, on the bottom of the Mishnah is the Yochanu Bayas. So he's going on the Mishnah, all the way on the, the bottom of the first column where that arrow is. I see the, uh, the uh, one who's giving, who put together the book this week is speaking to the arrows. Um, we didn't have arrows yet, I think, in our books. <laughs> he's speaking to the arrows. So he's interesting to Pharisee Israel. What was the Lashonah Mishnah? Ein lohem, ein lohem ze al ze ella tarumas. The Lashonah Mishnah was like in the negative way. All they have for themselves on each other are tarumas. So he says, Why did he say they have tarumas on each other? So, in other words, especially according to Rabbi Shal Salanter, when you're allowed to have tarumas, that's what it's saying, right? According to Rabbi Salanter, the mission should say, Yesh lohem tarumas. They are allowed to have tarumas. Kamash malon dehein lohem ze al ze shum chiyuv afilu The lotion of ein lohem elo, all that there is is tarumas, meaning nothing, even lotzei siyadei shamayim. Now this is, not a, even, this is not a contradiction between the top, the Talmud Arashba. Lotzei siyadei shamayim is an interesting thing, and it's, for example, we have before by grama. Grama is an indirect damage. I really damaged you. Indirectly. So Bezdin can't obligate me. But in the world of shamayim, I, I caused the damage. So there's a chiyu of lotzei siyadei shamayim. It's an interesting thing. I, Bezdin can't obligate me to be Yitze, my obligation towards heaven. We talked about this once before in the, the first Shiurim when we talked about uh, direct and, and Garmi and things like that. So he, 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 Bezdin can't obligate, but I have a personal obligation. So that the Tiferes Yisrael is telling you there's no personal obligation, even comes along, Tamar Arashba says, yeah, you're not obligated nothing. In Shemayim, they're not going to have any tainas on you. In Shemayim, there's no problem. You're putter. That was a new thing called the Midas Chasidus. You want to go all above and beyond? That, says the Talmud Raj, but there's a Midas Chasidus. These are not contradictions to each other because there's different levels. The very Israel is learning, Ein lohem elo, there's no obligation at all. Not in this world and not in Yatsisi Dei Shemayim. That's what the Mishnah is telling me. I have no obligation, Yatsisi Dei Shemayim. Talmud Rajba says it's a new thing. You want to be a Chasid, you want to act in a Midas Chasidus, compensate the guy. But it's not even an obligation. It's not the word. So the words, and that's a very important thing. Lotzei siyadei shemayim is an obligation, Lotzei siyadei shemayim. We can't force you, but you have that obligation. That the Tavaris Israel is telling us, that the Mishnah is saying, there's no such obligation at all. Talmud Arashba comes along and says, listen, Lamaitza, there was a misunderstanding. However this worked, he has the right to have tarumas, bimafayas him. Give him some monetary uh, compensation and that will help with the peace. Okay, we will stop here for tonight and we will continue Bez Hashem on Monday.
um, when it comes, I'm sorry, Wednesday, and we're going to talk about when there is actually a loss when you back out on the deal. That's the next, you know, shlav uh, of, of this year. Okay, good.